Kisukwishnam. Kisuk Kukit. Kisukokwiet. Kapinishkish. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Kenshuke Tashmiet, also known as Peter Not So White. And um, welcome back to another Wealthy Warrior Wednesdays. Um, this week has been uh, truly, truly interesting. And um, a lot of growth, always a lot of growth this week. And um, one thing I, I realized that, you know, some people, they don't like to do because situations get hard is being truthful to who you are. Honestly, like 100% being truthful to who you are and uh, what you what you believe in, what you know to be true to this day. And, and some people will just not do this because the, either, the easiest path is to just comply and, and become a yes person and just to, you know, not, I guess, ruffle your feathers and not swim against the current like a fish. When a fish wants to go somewhere and spawn, they actually have to swim up river against the tide to come in to safe spots so they can uh, hatch their eggs or they can lay their eggs, more sorry, lay their eggs so those eggs can, can spawn. And people don't want to do this. They, they know they want to, you know, even a dead fish can swim with the current as the current takes it. You know, it's not really swimming is dead, but you get the visual. And, uh, something, something that happened last week really triggered this really, really upset me. And, and it is around a, a really, really touchy subject as well. You know, reconciliation. You know, that's it's such a new thing for indigenous people here in North America is reconciliation and being able to hold spaces that our ancestors weren't granted before with the, with the whole residential schools and, the, you know, the 60 scoop and the banning of, you know, potlatches and ceremonies and traditions for almost a hundred years. Reconciliation is about holding our spaces, about having hard conversations, about, you know, taking back these things that were once taken from our ancestors. And uh, some of you may have remembered last year in 2022, the Vancouver Canucks, I actually did a podcast on this, you know, know your worth. The Vancouver Canucks reached out to me. Well, not the Canucks per se, but 
a lady reached out to me who was one of the organizers on um, putting together what they like like to call an Indigenous Appreciation Night. And it, it was amazing, you know, it was an amazing thought, but it kind of, it feels like it was rushed and there wasn't enough thought put into it. They saw the Edmonton Oilers do this and they just, you know, monkey see, monkey do. They wanted to piggyback off something without doing proper research, without having the proper people in places to do these hirings. And the lady who reached out to me, who I knew right off the, like I didn't know right off the bat, but after talking with her, was not very, very educated at all in Indigenous people. You know, she, we got into conversations about things and, and she overcame me through Instagram and she, she said she liked what I posted. And then, uh, you know, some of you may not know the difference either. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. The style of, the style of more stuff that I do is, is more comes from the prairies, the plains, and that's powwow. And that's the type of style I dance is powwow. And that comes from the plains, the prairie peoples. And I live out here on the West Coast, on the unceded Coachella's territories in the Musqueam, Squamish, and the Tsleil-Waututh people. And the West Coast people have such a beautiful culture as well. But the way they do things, the way they drum, the way they sing, is a lot different from the Prairie Plains style. And, and it's very distinctive. Like If you heard the styles of drumming and singing, you would know oh, they are, they are like two totally different things. And you don't even have to do that much research. But we talk about things and, and she wanted me to perform twice. And then she's like, oh, can you also dance with to the, the Wolf Pack singers? And, and I know some people from that, that uh, dance organization and they're West Coast. And I was like, oh, sorry, I can't, I can't do that. We're two different styles. And she, she kind of was like, what? Like, it's drumming and singing. But fast forward, you know, I declined it because my worth felt like it was more. And then, and then uh, flash forward a year, I seen that they were going to have another Indigenous night. But nothing in my email, no, you know, maybe a reconnection, a rekindling, maybe let's try to move forward from last year and learn and make better and do better from the, from the Vancouver Canucks, you know, from this lady, Kelly St. Marie, who reached out to me, but nothing, you know, they didn't reach out to me, myself, or they never reached out to another Indigenous Juno Award-winning artist uh, named Inez Lewis. They never reached out to any of us to try to, you know, make things work this year. And and it and it and it always feels like lip service from certain organizations on you know reconciliation. And they just want to use us as their token still. Because what happened was there, there is a lady who's in the lower mainland, the Vancouver area, who is under investigation 
for fraud, basically not being indigenous to these island, to the to the Turtle Island, to this place. And there's lots of stipulations because people have known her since she was a little girl, and she she's South Asian and white. And so, so for you that don't know what South Asian is, the 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 correct term is South Asian, but most people know them as East Indians. You know, the the other ah, Indians, the Indians that Christopher Columbus was trying to reach, to look for, to trade with. And so, so East Indian is actually they're part of the Asia Asias, and they are South Asian. So she is under investigation for these things, and she cannot prove her lineage. And she's been coming around the community for about twenty years now. And with this whole reconciliation thing, you know, having these hard conversations, saying, "Hey, if you can't prove your lineage, please stop doing what you're doing because you're taking spaces from people that are of the descent, who are born into trauma, who are born into these things, who, you know, have hardships throughout their whole lives." And you're holding these spaces from these people. And um, when, I, when we first started coming out about this, you know, other people have tried to call her out, and she uses the same the same tactics, and people kind of just stop. But myself, you know, I, I personally reached out to her because it was ironic that when I first started dancing. I didn't know much about the community. I didn't know anything, and then I overcame her classes somehow. And she used to hold、um, dance practice in the Friendship Center here in East Vancouver on Monday nights. And and then I I went to the class. I didn't know what to expect. And she was a darker of skin, you know. So I didn't question at all. And I was, you know, nervous and shy because I'm reconnecting. I'm a vulnerable person at that time, so I didn't question, ask anything. And as time went on, pieces started to fall in place. And, you know, she basically just taught me the basic. What what is it called? It's called the inner tribal step. So it's just a one-two step that you would do, you know, in inner tribal. And that's what she taught me. Everything else you see, and I, and I don't even actually feel like she taught me, because you know it's it's within my genetics, you know it's it's within you know my blood that that this style this dance is, because I you know I'm indigenous, you know it's you know it was just sleeping within me, so she just helped wake it up, and then everything else you see, the style, the way I dance now, was all of myself pushing me, you know, growing and learning and. Going to powwows and you know getting in the community more, and when I asked her, you know, where she come from, because I heard stipulations if she said that she was Cree, I said, "So are you Cree or not?" And she would avoid the question totally, and then she, you know, tried to flex on me, saying, "Oh, who taught you to dance? You know, how long have you been dancing?" and questioning me on these things. Which really, really upset me because you know I, I, I was adopted as a kid. Yeah, you know I come from a a broken family, a broken home, 
which many indigenous people do still to this day. And I'm also reconnecting myself because of what colonization has done to my people and my family and residential schools and everything, which really, really upset me. And it like, it literally stuck my feather up. And I said, okay, you know, I asked you nicely and you come back at me defensively. So a little bit of time moving forward, we started to, to press her and ask questions. And then there was a TikTok that was made by one of my friends. And all I did was reshare it. Like, re, you know, I reshared it to my page. And people started to call me a bully and people started to come out of the community and like the people she had kind of surrounded herself with started to do these things. And that wasn't this, or that was in September all this happened. But I, you know, I stood my ground, you know, I knew what my ancestors had fought for, for me to be here. And, you know, I, I did question myself at times and I self-doubted myself. But that's when you need to understand your why. And it's for these younger generation, the, the youth that are going to come after me to do this hard work, to push through, to tell people, hey, it's not okay to take advantage of a vulnerable community for your own profit and your own clout and your own, your own things, you know, from the ego. Fast forward, um, I get a text from someone who was watching the game and this dance group was out there and it, and it and it set me off because i declined this this gig performance because the vancouver canucks weren't being honest untruthful on who on what they really wanted they wanted tokens you know they didn't care about us they didn't want to really care they just wanted to do lip service and it just felt like that was this year again and uh and more people ended up coming out a, a lady who's local to these these lands came out as well who's known this lady for a long time for many many years since this girl was started coming around in kindergarten and she put a long rant out it wasn't more of a i guess it was more of a rant it was like a everything she has witnessed and known from this lady and you know she she posted it and it got a lot of activity within the first couple hours a lot of reshares a lot of people talking you know discussing within the community on you know what it means to do this and what it means to be indigenous and people always bring up blood quantum and status cards and all that stuff and colonization but she stood her ground and she stuck true to what she knew and and the same thing with me you know I, i'm pushing forward with trying to get this into the news to talk about you know talk about reconciliation talking about moving forward talking about holding these spaces talking about holding people accountable you know the same thing for me to go impersonate a, a person of the law that should be the same standards for people impersonating to be indigenous because more people are starting to do this. 
And you would ask yourself, why? Why would anyone impersonate to be indigenous? Because it's cool now. You know, it's cool to be indigenous for the clout, for the grants, for the money, for the, the praises, you know. And when I was growing up, it wasn't cool to be indigenous. You know, you were made fun of for being native. It was not cool. You know, there was a lot of racism in, in, in schools. And I, and I grew up in a, and I was in a smaller community at first, a small town. And there was a lot of racism within that town. There still is to this day. And, um, you know, it's definitely not an easy conversation. And there's, I'm sure you've had situations where things were hard and you, and you really wanted to say something to someone or do something, but you didn't because you, you question yourself, you know, you, you didn't stand to truly who you are or what you stand for. Right. And maybe there are situations where you did the opposite, where you stood your grounds and you didn't let, um, people walk over you, people get in your head, people, you know, put these false narratives in your head saying, you know, you're wrong, this and that. You stood your grounds. And that's what more people need to do nowadays. I'm not saying, you know, go out there looking for a fight or things like that, but just be true to who you are, who you know you are within your heart. And, and it's funny because people say, hey, you're a motivational speaker, you know, you're this and that, but yet you're, you're putting someone down by, by saying these things and you're a bully and this and that. But when I really look at it, you know, this is, this is what my ancestors did for, for many years. They held their grounds with the government. There were secret societies. We kept our language afloat through secret societies and ways or ceremonies our practices and um you know the, the government these schools tried to brainwash us to thinking our ways were bad but we held you know our my ancestors not myself per se at that time held their grounds they knew what was true in their heart and they and they perceived and they pushed through with their whole life and they did that hard work in order for me to be here today, to do what I do, to be able to, to dance and, and do the things that I do to, to learn my language, to grow my hair out long, to go into ceremonies, to be able to participate in other people's ceremonies, to be able to travel North America, to dance, to meet new people. That's because they stuck to who they knew in their hearts, who they were. And that, that could be the same for you as well, where you come from, where your bloodline is. Your ancestors may have stuck to what was true in their heart for you to be here. So if there's something that you, you truly believe in, you truly think is destined for you, then hold your grounds, hold your space. And just understand that you are going to be tested on that faith. Because faith isn't faith until it's tested. And, you know, I'm starting to realize that now. 
And yes, you can be more than one thing. And, and I used to like, I kind of doubt myself when I would post things after they kept saying these things about me. I'm like, well, I'm over here posting these inspirational quotes and things like that. But yet I'm trying to call someone out, but I'm just doing what my ancestors wanted you know, me to do. And that's hold people accountable for their things. And that's what we did as community people, as tribal people. We would hold each other accountable for things. And um, you were rewarded sometimes, you know, you were rewarded with feathers or things like that in the community by holding yourself accountable. So that's what I want you to do is start holding yourself more accountable to following your heart, to being true, to doing these things. And, you know, even me as myself, you know, I do enjoy talking. I do enjoy these podcasts. I do enjoy what I've been doing. But it's a lot of work. And sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe I'll just just let it go or, you know, not not do it this week or, you know, make an excuse to just not show up. But I know within my heart that even if I could just help one person today, I can change the course of their life in, in positive ways. And I've seen it before already. So I end up showing up day after day after day, holding my space, being who I am, knowing within my heart what I'm meant to do, you know. And I truly am grateful for you to come along with on this journey and support me as well. Because you, by supporting me, is also changing these lives of people that you may not even know. Because that gives me the confidence, that gives me the courage to keep pushing through by your support. That's crazy, right? To think about that. You're, you supporting me is allowing me to share my light. So just be true to who you are. And understand that your, your light will shine on to others. So with that... I'm going to cut this uh, podcast for the week. Sukuni for tuning in. Dagas, I'll see you next Wednesday. Take care, all my wealthy warriors. And remember, everything always happens for the right reasons. Take care.